Well, hello everyone and welcome back. Today is Friday, June the 2nd, 2017. My name is Angela Walton Raji and this is the African Roots Podcast. Remember, you can always reach me at African Roots Podcast at gmail.com. Well, everyone, how are you? How have you been? Yes, it is June. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, okay. That means that the summer season is here. We're through the holiday weekend and now we're into, well, the summer months, even though the first day of summer is still about, oh, three weeks away or so, but still, it's finally in the 80s. Wow. I am just uh, so glad to feel really warm weather again. You know, we had a couple of warm days in April and then bam, it went down to the 40s and 50s for most of May and it was a bit chilly. I am so glad to be able to go outside now without anything on my arms and to just feel just summer again. So it's really, really good. Anyway, I hope that you're all doing well. Things are going on in the genealogy community, of course. Uh, I understand. Oh, gee, coming up in about a week and a half or so down in Alabama, in Montgomery, Alabama, there is going to be uh, a colloquium, a genealogy colloquium at Alabama State University. Certainly wish them well. I think it's starting on the 11th of June, going through the 16th. That's at Alabama State University. And if you go to their continuing education um, site on the university's website. You can find out a little bit more about that event. And you know, hey, this is a time anyway, oh my gosh, to just sort of think about, uh, well, hey, events, I know, events, yes, family reunions are going on. And uh, I know, especially once you really get into July, and August, lots of reunions are, are underway. And, but this is the time, I know, vacations, trips, uh, a time to just hit the road, visit the old family homestead, visit those old ancestral communities, visit those old cemeteries. And a lot of discussions going on in terms of cemetery preservation these days that you hear. But this is a great time when you're in the summer, you know, just get in the car and take a trip. Um, if you have a couple of days to spare, you know what, when you're driving through through the country, when you see those historical markers, slow down, take a look. I live in Maryland and am looking forward to getting down to the eastern shore the next couple of weeks because I'm headed down towards with some friends to the Harriet Tubman New Underground Railroad Museum and the whole, there's a whole historic drive that one can take and I am so looking forward forward to that. And, and, you know, hey, this is a time to really stop and absorb the things in our history and really take a time to, to explore the stories that we've heard. Sometimes deal with the stories directly, confront some of the stories. Some are myths, some are realities. I know that on the Harriet Tubman Drive, they have some things to sort of uh, you know, deal with her real story. You know, she made, yes, 19 trips back and forth, primarily to get those people that she felt she could not live without, those people who were close to her, those family, those close family associates. Um, she didn't bring strangers with her because she could only bring people that she could trust with her. And a tremendous woman, tremendous woman's story. But you know what, there's so many communities that have stories like that. So wherever you live, you know what, make a commitment to 
taking a few just drives and finding some of that lost black history in your neighborhood, perhaps. Uh, maybe there's an old cemetery. Maybe there's um, an old church that uh, deserves to be explored. Perhaps uh, an old school that's still standing. Any of those uh, Rosenwald schools that are still standing certainly need to be preserved. And there's just a lot, a lot, a lot that can be done. So anyway, of course, this being, you know, the summertime, great time to think about expanding your genealogy skills as well. I mentioned the colloquium. Well, you know, we're just a month out from Maggie. That's right, the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute. We're going to accept registrations until the 15th of the month. So hey, take a look at what's going on. We certainly are welcoming registrations. This is going to be a really great year. It's our fifth year, fifth consecutive year. We have over 50 people coming to Maggie. 50. Oh my gosh, that is really great. And uh, five consecutive years, no, no every other year scheduled for us because every year is a year to celebrate African-American history at Maggie. And uh, we are the Teaching Institute. We offer four tracks. So when you register, you have a chance to take 12 classes in one single focused area, whether it's basic fundamental skills, whether it is a course in writing the African-American family narrative, whether it's an African-American DNA and how to, to sift through all that DNA information that you get when you take those tests, or whether you're looking at pre and post slavery era, this is a chance to expand your skills and to meet with others and to just get together and uh, yes, increase those skills. So we're looking forward to the Maggie experience. Now, there's some other things that are going underway. I was really happy to hear about uh, a preservation activity that's underway. And this is underway with the Williamsburg Regional Library and Hampton University. Now, these two entities have paired together to really assist people to preserve their documents, number one, preserve them for the family story and for, for the posterity of the family, but also in general for African-American preservation. And what they're going to do, they're holding two days that are coming up. I know um, they have one, I think, that is coming up tomorrow. This is going to be... Um, a day when they've already had one in May um, at the Williamsburg Library and uh, tomorrow they're at James City County Library. But they're asking people, you know what, collect your documents, collect your old letters, postcards, newspaper articles, clippings, obituaries, whatever, certificates, anything that you have. And they are going to um, scan them for you. There's no charge to this. And you can bring up to 15 different documents that you have in the family. And um, they're going to scan them for you. And uh, you, of course, will keep the documents that you bring. You're not giving them, but they're also going to give you digital copies of the items that they are scanning. And I think it's just absolutely wonderful. And um, they're going to have some people from Hampton on hand to help with 
the project because you know so many times papers like this are so vulnerable uh someone passes away they're cleaning out the house after aunt so-and-so passes away a lot of things end up just discarded just thrown in the trash but this is an effort to say hey you know what your papers are important your family story is important and as a result, hey, they're having a day, a really an effort of preservation. So I just think it's just wonderful that this kind of effort is being conducted in the community. So if you're in the greater, uh, down in that Tidewater area, down in that Hampton, Norfolk, Virginia, um, uh, what is it, Williamsburg community, you know, hey, try and, and um, go and participate and take advantage of this. Uh, again, it's the Williamsburg Library that's uh, been hosting some of this uh, in partnership with Hampton University. And tomorrow, as I said, they're at James City County Library. And this goes on from like 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, you know, hey, what a wonderful idea. I just wish that more people would realize the importance uh, of, of the documents that they have and uh, to just really just make a full effort to preserve everything. You know, sometimes you hear of people not wanting to let go of photographs. Well, you know what? Share those photographs. They can be digitized. Um, you know, one should not feel that they own the family history of the family story, the family's legacy. So, um, yeah, hope that you will be able to do that. I'm just really thrilled, thrilled to hear about it. Well, I heard a story. Um, I, well, I mentioned cemeteries a minute ago. I was happy to hear about an old slave cemetery. Now, actually, I don't know what the status of it, of it is now. Apparently, this is down in uh, Pennsylvania uh, County. I guess it's down in Virginia. Um, there has been an effort, and hopefully it's still underway, because some time ago, and I don't know exactly when, there were some burials that were found um, at a site uh, of a park, a park site. And apparently, this is like a, I don't know, 3,000 plus acre park, Berry Hill, I think it's called. And um, apparently, there was a site where people were buried. There was a burial ground. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping that it's one of those things that since it has been found uh, and people have known about the cemetery for many, many years, even before, um, you know, it's it's gotten publicity in recent years that, um, you know, there will be an effort to really identify who some of the people may have been who may have been buried there. Uh, cemetery preservation is something that we hear about all the time. And uh, and thankfully, places like this are somewhat protected. They don't exactly give a, a, a true location of where burials might be because, again, there's always that, that possibility that people may loot uh, a place or treasure hunters, so to speak, and which can really damage burial grounds such as this. But anyway, it's, um, uh, I guess it's, uh, as I said, it's in Pennsylvania County. And there were over 200 graves that were there. And uh, and these were marked graves. Now, there could be more that are there. And oftentimes we know that in many burial grounds, beyond those that are marked, there are always dozens that are not marked. So um, hopefully it will be something that is still being maintained. I'm hoping people maybe who live in that area, well, 
share what you've heard about it. Someone shared it um, this week on social media, and I said, okay, well, it's been a while since they've made this discovery of this burial site. Please tell me that it is being preserved. Um, you know, so many times um, through neglect, places get destroyed or pay, places just fall into um uh, a situation where they can't be repaired or preserved, but uh, hopefully this is one uh, that is not one of those situations. So I hope to hear maybe some positive things about that, definitely. Well, you know, one thing in terms of preservation, hearing about the scanning project that's going on down in the Williamsburg area, um, I was really happy to hear that, that I guess it was a slave um, narrative, a manuscript was found. Um, and I don't know um, exactly when it was found. I saw a report on it that just came out in May about it. And it was apparently the narrative or story of, of the life of a person called Fields Cook. Fields Cook was enslaved, born uh, in Virginia, and um, born around, what, mid-teens of, of the 1800s, 1817 or something like that. And, um, but apparently there was tucked away in a box someplace, um, something called um, miscellaneous, I guess, African-American artifact. Well, the life, a sketch of my own life by Fields Cook was found. And uh, apparently it has been preserved. It's been digitized. And um, and it's really good to hear this. Now, someone said that I understand that, oh, some time ago someone else digitized it. I don't know that it has been put online as yet, though. But um, again, um, this is a chance to read one of those lesser known narratives, one of those lesser known autobiographies of people who were enslaved. And, you know, uh, I'm so glad that these narratives exist. Of course, the most famous of which we all know is that of the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass. But, um, um, you know, this is a chance to look at this person, this enslaved man as an individual, as opposed to just looking at the, the institution of slavery. Sometimes the narratives were, uh, were certainly abolitionist in content, of course, but, um, as, <clears throat> excuse me, as opposed to addressing the institution of enslavement itself, this was looking at the details of the life of the man and, um, so I was just really glad to hear this because um, as is a comment, I'm looking at this article that was shared with me and it says that apparently the Cook narrative offers readers one of those rare glimpses into the private lives of enslaved people. And you know, we don't hear that very often. We don't hear or see that person who was enslaved in terms of what, well, how they lived, um, <clears throat> how they were able to make plans for their own future, how some were able to purchase their own freedom and how they, they worked, how they strategized to do that. And uh, yeah, so I'm just really happy to hear that that kind of thing is there. Again, this is the narrative of the life of Fields Cook as it's called A Sketch of My Own Life. And um, uh, it's one of those 
few things, and apparently, I guess this was written, and you know, there are cases where people who were enslaved, even though it was against the law, to teach them how to write, but some did learn nevertheless. And this is one of those that was written before the Civil War and was written by a person while he was still in bondage. So this has some major importance. And, um, you know, I think that one of the things that I, you know, um, I've, I've started to want to encourage people to do, and of course, you know, I like to write, I blog, I tell stories uh, of my own family as well. One of the things that I did back in the fall, and I started it actually a year, year and a half ago, was to start to tell the story of my own family while they were on my mother's side, while they were still in bondage. We don't have enough stories from our own families about our families before freedom came. We don't have many narratives. We don't have many stories of people, how they lived. And of course, some of it might be conjecture on our own part, yes. Um, but as long as we keep certainly some of those critical facts of where they lived, um, uh, by whom they were enslaved, where they were enslaved, and then the critical points in their life, it is important for us to see our ancestors as people with feelings, dreams, clearly dreams that were often deferred for a very long time, but still people who, who still dreamt nevertheless. And so it's important that we do this. And I'm just glad that sometimes we can look at things such as the story of Fields Cook and realize, oh my goodness, uh, they, they were important to themselves and they had those stories and if nothing else, Maybe as we write, as opposed to just the facts, so-and-so married so-and-so, and to that union, four children were born, and naming them. No, perhaps we need to tell the story from their perspective and put ourselves in their, in their place mentally and to become the I telling the story in that narrative. But anyway, um, I could go on and on. So um, yeah, other things that are happening in the genealogy community. I have mentioned this site before. I want to remind you about it again, which is Historic Wanderings. I have mentioned this site before, and particularly I'm mentioning it because of the Virginia, the Fairfax County, Virginia, Slavery Inventory Database. I think this is so very, very important, and uh, people need to know about it. And I'm really happy to hear about the Slavery Index Project, which um, which is an effort where uh, archivists cataloged every single person who was enslaved, every single person who was recorded in the counties, we're talking Fairfax County now, Fairfax County, Virginia, every person who was recorded in their will books and in their deed books. And, um, you know, it's just very, very important. Um, 
it's really something that I think that I hope other counties will start to do this as well. One thing that I, uh, on a trip to Tennessee about three years ago, maybe four years ago now, I was pulling up records out of Chancery Court records out of Tennessee. Uh, I was looking at Giles, no, yes, Giles County. And I was amazed at how many names of people who were had been enslaved um, were there. And I realized, oh my gosh, if there had only been, let's say, a um, a database where one could pull them up, I would love to hopefully be able to find some of my ancestors from the Bass family, the Gleaves family, the Ordway family. Uh, wow, it would just be such a thrill to be able to find that. So, um, but anyway, we keep looking and we keep researching, of course. So anyway, um, and of course, I want to mention that I am involved in a 52-week project. You may have heard me talk about it again. Yes, and I just published the 17th episode in my 52-week family project where I am reporting about um, 52 families from Indian Territory. These are families designated as freedmen of the five civilized tribes. These families... um, have rich histories, amazing histories, and um, are not talked about enough. They're talked about as if they were just, you know, um, almost like a paper clip on the floor, something to be ignored, not seen, uh, bypassed, which is all the reason why I am not ignoring them. I do see them, and they are not going to be bypassed by me. Um, Yes, 52 families in 52 weeks. I know, we're beyond the 17th week. I know. I fully know that. So that means in the next two to three weeks, I'm going to have to do two a week to catch up to get to where I should be because I should be in at least the 25th or so week of the the project or getting close to it, certainly by the end of the month, um, considering that there are 52 weeks in the year. But anyway, yes, it does continue. And I'm still in the midst of that. And I've just recently uploaded one on the family of Levi and Eliza Carney of the Choctaw Nation and where I'm just sharing documents from their family history. Um, Speaking of Native American, I do want to remind you of the Yale Indian Papers Project. There uh, have a project, there's an amazing collection that's there for those of you who do study Native people from New England area, something that you may want to take a look at. Um, There is an amazing, very, very robust collection online. This is at uh, yipp.yale.edu. Take a look at that. And as it's called, the Yale Indian Papers Project. Anyway, oh my gosh, I'm looking at things. I'm busy. Of course, I am prepping for Maggie, the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute, going into our fifth year, a landmark year. There's still time to register. And oh, are we planning some good things for you this year? And of course, we have a record 54 people coming, which is so exciting. And, um, 
and that number is still growing. So, wow. Um, you know, it's really exciting to see what people are doing and where they're taking their, where they're taking their research and how they're really stepping out of the box and doing some unusual things with their research as well. And um, yes, it's uh, the African-American genealogy community is taking on new dimensions. And I am just so pleased to be a part of this community. Anyway, yes, join us Fort Wayne, Indiana in July, July 11th through the 13th. We can't wait to see you there. I am excited, getting ready for my presentations as well. And uh, yeah, just a lot of things to be involved in. And I also hope that um, uh, some of you, by the way, I know many of you are out there blogging and doing a number of things. Share some of your, your travels with us this summer. I know many of you are traveling. I know our friend, dear friend, Yvette Porter-Moore is up there in New England. She's up there in Massachusetts, a state that I'm very familiar with. I lived there for many years, about 14 years I lived there. She's been in Worcester. I think she's down on the Cape this weekend, down in Cape Cod, enjoying herself. So uh, shout out to to her. She is a Maggie alumna and we look forward to seeing her in July in Fort Wayne as well. But you know, yes, share some of your pictures and your outings and excursions with us and uh, let us know what you're doing. I'm hearing of all kinds of new initiatives that people are undertaking. And yes, we want to hear from you. And thanks some of you for sharing some of your events and your projects. This is just exciting to see what you are involved in. And oh my goodness, it is time for me to wind it down for this week. But hey, June is here. Get out, enjoy, celebrate family, celebrate celebrate your history, celebrate your legacy, and share it with all of us. And wow, thank you just for listening and tuning in as well. You know I appreciate you. In the meantime, yes, I am going to wind things down for this week. And of course, I hope that you will continue to do what you do. And you know what I'm going to say? Yes, keep researching. Don't stop researching. Don't ever stop that. And keep documenting. And always keep sharing what you find. Take care, everyone. Be well and be safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.